Both of our families have been around this area for at least five generations. Whether you're a native or newcomer, local or transplant, we bring community-focused information that you can enjoy. We bask in the glory of our local folklore, as well as keep you in the know of what's happening now and what the heck is up with the future. Grant and I are both with First Community Bank and are excited to bring this podcast to you, as well as our community-focused style of banking. Hey, welcome to Conway TNT. This is our third episode. We are uh, taking a walk down memory lane. It may be a little more then relative to now and tomorrow. We have two distinguished guests in here today, uh, along with Lori and myself, Mr. Alan Henry, who's a longtime Conway resident. Alan, really appreciate you being here with us today. And Miss Tara Mallett, uh, a county girl, so to speak. Tara, you're nothing from, wrong with the county girl. Nothing girl. wrong with the county girl. Nothing wrong with the county girls. We're going to take a walk down memory lane and relive our youth, our uh, junior high and high school days, the days when we were running the streets, so to speak. We have multiple generations represented here today, from baby boomers up to, effectively, folks that graduated a a few short years ago and see how the times have changed here in Conway. Uh, Lori, I'm going to start with you. Uh, You're a county girl from... What was it like coming to town, so to speak? Well, you know, we did everything in Conway. I, as I have said numerous times, I'm from Mount Vernon, and which was right smack in the middle of, we had choices. We could go to Heber Springs, we could go to Searcy, or we could come to Conway. Well, of course, Conway had more of everything, uh, but occasionally we would still go to the, uh, my mother would take us to shopping it or a doctor or a dentist or something somewhere else. But Conway, Conway was it. It was the county seat. You could get everything uh, we needed pretty much here. So we looked forward to the days where we came uh, driving in. And then when I got to actually drive in myself, it was a happy, happy day. So life in Conway, uh, when I hit 16, uh, I couldn't wait to get here. Alan, tell us about, uh, I know you grew up in Conway, tell us a little bit about uh, before you were uh, rolling the streets and on four wheels, potentially on two wheels. Tell us about your younger days. All right, well, my dad was a professor at UCA back then, ASTC, of course, and I was literally, when I was born, we were living on campus and lived there until I was about six years old. Dad taught in Old Main and, and uh, taught, he was a math professor. My mother was a dorm hostess at Doyne Hall. Where was Doyne on the campus? Uh, as, you, as you go down Bruce Street, uh, the first entrance past Donaghy, uh, a main, main type entrance, uh, was right there at the UCA gym and it was right across the street from the UCA gym okay. on the campus. And so, what we, when I was on campus, it was called the old gym. Right. And so I think they ended up Doyne Hall may have ended up being like the ROTC. ROTC yeah. building. That's right. where I was going. Right. I'm thinking it was ROTC building. Yes. Yeah, we called it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had my first. I've had several wrecks on different <laughs> vehicles through the years. My very first wreck was. Do y'all remember where the KCON building was yes. attached to Old Main? Well, I had never operated a, a bicycle without training wheels, and I really didn't know exactly how brakes worked, and and it was a little downhill, and I got started going through there, and I crashed into the KCON uh, <laughs> glass doors there, and it had stitches, so it was also my first stitches. So, but uh, but 
I was raised on that campus. Uh, they, we were talking earlier. We, they called us lab rats, kids, and so I was young, and I was there until I was six. And uh, some examples was the Irby Training Center. Uh, I would go to preschool, uh, nurse, nursery type school, kindergarten. I went to summer school uh, every summer, and I think that was a blessed release for for my mama. And <laughs> she, made, she made certain you were enrolled. She made yeah. sure I was enrolled, and and so um, the campus meant a lot to me. I later graduated there and and got a graduate degree there. But um, then when when I was in grade school, at that time I was going to something called Fairside that's now called Sally Cone. And it was right across the street from the fair, and that's why it was called Fairside. But if you go on out to what's now Dave Ward Drive uh, on Donaghy and you turned west, uh, about a quarter, quarter to a half a mile, we lived on the left side of the road. Now, it's a, a four-lane with a median now uh, back then, it was literally a gravel road, and that gravel road ended at Donaghy. And Donaghy continued to be a gravel road all the way until you got to Robin Street, which is the right north. there at UC, yeah, yeah to, the, to the north. And I'd ride my bicycle to school most mornings. Uh, I don't know why this sticks in my head, but I remember a, a friend of mine, you remember, know where the Urbacks lived, and their their property was always something UCA was wanting and they've kept their property all these years yes. but but Eddie Eddie Urbach had taken off the the rear fender on my bicycle and it was one kind of a rainy morning and I got to school and the teacher said Alan what have you done to yourself and I said I don't know <laughs> well it was, it was rainy and muddy and I'd thrown a streak of mud all the way up my back and didn't have a clue so rooster tailed rooster rooster tail it yeah but anyhow my mother had to bring me a new uh, a new shirt but I can only imagine what your mother had to put up with it, it wasn't an easy ride for her bless her heart and so that's where I lived. Uh, if you turned uh, south on Donaghy, uh, you had one of my very best friends who was Jay Wasson, and I think y'all remember where sure. the Wasson Absolutely. Uh, right the dairy was. And, and, and in fact, the Wassons owned Civil Defense Hill and, and donated the land for that. So Jay and I would meet up there, uh, or I'd go left and, and head north, and, and, and Eddie Erbach was a dear, close friend of mine. And we fished all the ponds. And so that was, that was my, my young life there, and I lived there until uh, my sophomore year in school. We make, moved back on campus, and uh, Mother was going to be a dorm hostess. They rented out that house and they bought a place up on Wolverton Mountain in Marlton. Is that where right. the song came from? In fact <laughs> in fact Clifton Clowers was became one of my father's best friends and he was one of my father's pallbearers when he passed away. Oh, so goodness. it was their land adjoined and they raised hogs together and so on. But that's not Conway. That's no hey that's kind yeah. of the county and even out <laughs> yeah. of the county. Yeah. But, right. Okay, but, so Tara, tell us Tell us where you grew up and uh, time, you know, where you lived, where you went to school, all that. 
So I grew up in Greenbrier. In Greenbrier, there was only one school, so I went to Greenbrier Elementary, Greenbrier Junior High, Greenbrier High School. Um, back, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. Like, y'all are talking about these old street names. I don't have a clue what y'all are talking about. So we'll, well, we know who the young one is in the bunch. But, <laughs> but no, I grew up in Greenbrier, born and raised there. Um, I guess, really, we would go to town. Ta- we'd go to Conway. That's what we did to have a little fun. We would, talking about cruising... We would uh, start at the old Walmart, which was the only Walmart back then. Where was we, that well, where, yeah, that's where that's Skyline. Okay. So I refer to the old Walmart as the one on Skyline. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the old that's, office that's, Depot. That's laughable. Yes. To the, to the yeah, that's either three or four. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So that was my Walmart that I knew. And then we'd mosey on down over to the movie theater, you know, because it was just right down the way. That would be the. The movie theater by Hobby Lobby. Hobby. What is now Planet Fitness. No, no, no. We had the movie theater where uh, uh, Chinatown, that, that movie theater was there. The original the Chinatown, original. EM. Yes, EM second, was right there. second iteration. And it was right next to EM. Yes. Okay. So, but there was still the movie theater over there by Planet Fitness is now where Hobby Lobby well, I is. I guess I don't even remember that. I guess I, I was. had two theaters. Yeah. I guess I was. They did. Home birth and a child or something. Yeah, so we had to check out both locations because we had to see well, who was at each one. Since we're since we're uh, brought up movies and going to the cinema, Alan, tell us about your cinema days as a youngster. I think I know where well, it was located. Yeah, as a true youngster, uh, we'd go every Saturday uh, and we'd get in a big line and it was at right down the store, right, right south of us right here. Right and on Front Street. Front Street had a balcony and and we'd go to the movies and there were the serial type movies you'd watch a you'd watch a maybe a full-length movie but then there would be a serial come on and you'd watch it and you'd have to come back the next week to find out what happened and it was cliffhangers they called them cliffhangers sure. so so we had a lot of we had a lot of fun there i heard a crazy rumor that on saturdays occasionally the movies were free hey, Is there any truth to that? they they were. Or was it so inexpensive that it, it was so inexpensive? It may, and they may have been free. Right. Uh, I, I I was a, a child that money meant nothing to me, and Mama might have given me a quarter or maybe what. If it was anything, it was a quarter. But I think there were free movies. Right. Too. Right. What's your favorite movie growing up? What do you remember? What movie do you remember? Bucket of Blood, I believe, was the, it's the first horror movie that I ever went to, Bucket and it scared me to death. I had nightmares for a period of time. But. Well, my very first movie was in that theater as well, yeah. and uh, I believe it had to be late 60s, and then the new theater opened short, shortly after, but I remember mine was His, Mine, and Ours, and I believe it had Walter Matthau and... Either Lucille Ball or Carol Burnett. I think it was Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, then my very next movie was at the the next one that's that's off of Oak. So where was your movie theater at? So mine was the one where Planet Fitness is. Okay. Now and two screens. We had two screens. It was really exciting when that happened. And I I do also remember. I think the very first movie I actually saw in that theater. 
uh, the our church got a school bus and brought us in. It was it was a religious movie of some sort, and so the you know <laughs> the church folks come to town. It, it, it wasn't bucket of blood. It was not bucket of blood. <laughs> it was well, the drive-in. What no? You forgot the drive-in. Oh, we went to the drive-in. It was it was larceny. Sometimes we'd put people into the trunk <laughs> of the car and slip them out, but. We, we spent a lot of time at the drive-ins. The drive-ins yeah. located uh, currently now where the warehousing and the some of the primary offices for Conway Corporation right, exactly. is located. I remember yeah. uh, Martha Lynch took her son Matthew and I. They were our next-door neighbors, and we saw Grease uh-huh. drive-in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a monumental yes. event for a young, for a young so, guy. Well, uh, you know, by the time I hit dating age, uh, I discovered... The uh, drive-in, so that's all I'll have. It was to say ideal. About that. Yeah, it's it was, all ideal. It was, it was ideal, ideal for dating. For, yeah. uh, yes, for I'll just have to give him a shout out for <laughs> my high school boyfriend Max Lloyd and I. He took me often to the drive-in. There you go, Max. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be so excited. Attaboy. <laughs> Tara brought up cruising, Alan. Uh, when you were burning up the streets, where was kind of the local drag for you and your compadres? Okay, we. And we absolutely had a drag, too. I'm going to, you know, we would do some downtown, the Dog and Suds, which uh, uh, is right across from the old uh, uh, the old Eagles. Maybe it's the existing Eagles. I'll get them all. No. Oak and Hark Rider. Oak and yeah, Hark Rider, yeah. Across from. But, but then we'd head north and, uh, and you know, heading north. And, and you'd, Frank Brannon's was a place a lot of us would stop. They had the best cherry limeade you've ever put in your mouth. Which is uh, where the big Walmart is right, virtually. It right. was just a little closer to the road. But then you'd bear left on the old Marlton Highway, and that's where the action really started. You'd have Tommy's Restaurant on the left, which really wasn't a kid's place. Uh, but you, they served some mean food. They had the when, wonderful food. When we and, wanted to come to town for a meal, that's where we went. Our My parents... Probably their closest friends uh, was Frank Paladino, and he worked the counter there. And he and his, he had a beautiful wife named Ethel, and we had a, spent a lot of good times with them. The great food, but for the teens, uh, you had Clausens on the left, and I'll go into that in, in a moment. It, it was a late night place, and great food, uh, plate dinners. Then you would have the Mug, which was a hamburger joint. Then you had what I will call the Blessed Stormy's Dairy Queen. Lots uh, of legendary uh, stories. Uh, well, sacred stories. Ground. It's sacred ground, absolutely. Across the street from Stormy's was a, a diner uh, called the Dixie Inn. And then on past Stormy's was uh, the Dandy Dog. And you could, you, we then we'd kind of make that loop and we'd go on up through Washington Avenue by Hendrix and maybe circle all the way over to UCA. Of course, traffic, we didn't even know what was back then. I mean, it's nothing like today. And, and that would be the big big loop. But the the two places that were our landing sites were, were Stormy's, uh, uh, good food, but primarily Stormy, and that's where we went. And there's some, some of those slot machines that you could play, and, and the kids just, that's where we went. Uh, so what oh. what would you what would you order at Stormy's? Well, the very best was the the Stormy burger. Stormy double cheeseburger okay. was the very best. He had good fries, chocolate milkshakes. Those were those were great, but it it was 
Stormy was kind of the, the godfather, if you want to call it that. He looked after all of us. Uh, and there was, this was not just 16 to 18 year old kids. You would go in there and can I mention any names Absolutely. without getting in trouble? Please. But there was generations that were that were there, and and I would have been maybe sixteen. Well, you might have had uh, Ernest Rupel and Steve Smith, who were more like twenty at that time or twenty one. And which between sixteen and twenty one is a big age. Difference. It's a big age between difference then. And, 60 and, is and, no big deal. and I, I mean they were. They all received due respect, very much respect from us younger kids. But then you had a a, a kind of a next layer, and it would be like Dale Williams and Gary Glover, uh, Paul Young. Those were the guys that always had the hot cars. I mean, they had the GTOs and the uh, Chevelle Supersport, Mm -hmm. the pure muscle cars, and we just salivate looking at those cars because – Few of us had that. So, what and was your car? I didn't even want to say it, but <laughs> say it. I had a 1961 Ford Falcon until finally I, I tore, I wore it out, and then I did have a '65 Chevy uh, that was a pretty nice, pretty nice car. But what I color, read, what I, color out? It was white. It was a two door. Yeah. It was a it was a Biscayne, which was a cut below the Impala, but the same. Body lines as as the Chevrolet Impala, and but it didn't have a big engine. I was I was always envious. I'll say that. How but, much would she do? <laughs> uh, she'd do ninety six, <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd start whirring. You'd hear this whine sound on it, and uh, well, there's a reason I'm asking uh-huh. because in a previous podcast we had Fletcher Smith in, and he said that you were chased by the cops one time down maybe past UCA and got pulled over and he said you were doing 102. Well it was 96 and that was both of them they were both six cylinders and that that was the one when the officer quizzed me very hard and he said son he said why were you driving this six cylinder 96 miles an hour and I said well officer that's all she'd do. So it is true. It is. That was that true statement. Uh, and uh, and but it was not at UCA. It was out. It was okay. on the, where the interstate came in. And I hate to say I wasn't a teenager, but that's okay. <laughs> Tara, what did you drive growing up? All right, everybody. Let's take a moment to recognize our sponsor, First Community Bank, currently located at 1099 Front Street. Come see what it's like when the bank puts a community first. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tara, what did you drive growing up? All right, everybody. Get ready to get some jealousy going on. I had a 1991 Ford Probe. Wow. Okay. The Probe. The Probe. The limited edition. Oh. <laughs> because it wasn't around very long. No, it was not. And it was Greenbrier Panther Royal Blue. Well, now you had to be pretty. I was happy with it. I was super happy with that. Speaking of body lines that Alan alluded to on his vehicle, that had a unique, yes, a unique Mm -hmm. uh, visual. Mm -hmm. My wife actually had one, believe it or not. Yeah, she loved she loved hers, and so. Grant, so you're a Conway boy. Why did you drive growing up? I drove a uh, a little miniature Blazer, an S10 Blazer that I 
affectionately dubbed the, the feature because every time I got in it, it had a new one, <laughs> a new sound, a new knock, a new ping. It, uh, I was proud of it, and uh, it got me to and fro. But uh, Well, I drove a 1974. This is in high school. I got another car later. 1974 Ford Mustang II, not just Ford Mustang, the Ford Mustang II. And it had a sunroof that you could crank open, so I was very popular because I had that, except it also had a little oil leak on the manifold, and my dad didn't bother to fix it. So if I, you know, sometimes if I stop, people will go, your car is smoking. And I'm like, it's not on fire. It's okay. It'll be fine. Daddy says it's okay. But it would get a little attention. Now, when you cruised, I want to I put this in frame, uh, frame of reference here. Was Shoney's, in fact? There? Shoney's. Okay, so during the, I would say this is late 70s and through through a big chunk of the 80s, um, there was a very high-demand cruising area. And so we would enter, uh, see, I believe that's called Faulkner Plaza, maybe? We would, it would, you'd go to the Oak Street uh, McDonald's, and you would enter there. And you would immediately make a right, and where Whole Hog is now was Shoney's. Shoney's and Big the Boy. Shoney's mm-hmm. Big Boy had the Big Boy standing out there. We, you know, had we had cell phones back then, you can guarantee that pictures, a lot of pictures would have been made in front of the Big Boy. So we would come around, and so Walmart, I believe in its maybe second or third uh, version, was mm-hmm. where Hobby Lobby is now. So we would make the turn in there go up by the movie theater, which is now uh, Planet Fitness. Uh, Kroger was there where Big Lots Big Lots is. Bonanza was there, and all the hot guys like sat <laughs> in the parking lot at Bonanza's in their truck, and they turned their, their you know, they, they faced the other way, and they'd be sitting out on the tailgate. And, yes, it, so it was important when you're exiting the the shopping mall to go a little slower through there so you could wave and kind of throw your hair around and I always had somebody hanging out my sunroof you know because I had a sunroof so then we would go to what is now the Goodwill that uh, was uh, Alco then turn around and come back and do it all again occasionally we'd go through and hit the Sonic that because we only had one Sonic in town then and, um, the one here on Hark Rider then make a loop back around. We're talking cars and gas and uh, dining out and those type of things. What did y'all do to earn money in your younger days? I was real lucky. I had one little job at UCA or ASTC uh, slopping trays, but uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, Simon's Grocery hired me in. Uh, and it was here on Front Street. Uh, Basically kind down. of where Mike's place right. is. Right. Well, right more. across from Simon's Park, I guess, yeah. is what they right. call so it Simon's, right now. Yes, Simon's Park was the, name, the Simon's but, parking lot. But they were a, a full service and competed very well with Safeway and Kroger back at the time. And uh, it was just some of the most most wonderful family you'd ever meet in your life. And I literally worked there from a sophomore in in high school all the way through college. And I married as a freshman in college. And so my wife and I both worked there for an extended period of time through college. I was a sacker. I was a stocker of the shelves. I worked the warehouse. Uh, I'd go deliver the, the, it was Simon's bakery, grocery and bakery. 
I'd deliver the right, and I'd take the rolls out to the UCA campus, and they uh, the the cafeterias there serve those rolls, best rolls, mm-hmm. best. I somehow, as big as I am right now, I got out of high school weighing 135 pounds, but I ate cookies and cakes and stuff constantly. But it was that was that was where I worked. And by the way, after I got out of college and taught school for a, for a year, I came back to Conway uh, on a graduate assistantship, and they put me right back to work again. And so I. I think highly of them. Yeah. Grant, good, good people. so what'd good you people. do? You know, what was what was your high school? You probably, did you work in high school? We I did, didn't, but. We did to the degree that we could. We had games on Friday nights. You were a big basketballer. So we really couldn't have, didn't have the time or the luxury of time to have a full-time job. So we would hustle, and historically we would, uh, do odds and ends jobs, everything from planting pine trees to uh, mowing yards, whatever we could on Saturdays, usually for our girlfriend's dad, mm-hmm. who knew that we were going to tur- turn around that evening and take the money and spend it on their daughters. So uh, it was a, it was a, it was a, what we hustled would be what I would say to be able to uh, have the, the ends, so right. to speak, Tara, to take care of I worked at the local tanning salon. Oh, free tanning. Mm-hmm. Did you get free, free tanning, tanning? Got all the free tanning, percentage off the lotion. So I was living life. Where was the tanning uh, salon at? There in Greenbrier? Yeah, it was Spring Hill area. Okay. So you were a little bit closer mm-hmm. to town. Well, we had a farm. So I worked on the farm uh, all through high school, uh, cattle farm. Um, my brothers would probably say that I didn't work that much, but, you know. That's <laughs> their opinion. Yeah, that's their opinion. Um, but um, in college, I started my first job. I went to UCA, and I worked for four years, my four years on campus, in the uh, what is now the UCA Police Department. It was called UCA Department of Public Safety. So if you got a parking ticket, I, you came to me, and I, uh, you know, you paid me. Uh, you might cuss me out at the time, or you might, you know, flirt with me to try to get me to knock half of it off. Or if you got two, it might knock one off. But probably can't do that stuff now. Audit will catch you, but there was not much of an audit trail. I guess I'm telling on myself. Uh, but anyway, had, it was a unique experience being on campus uh, as an employee slash student, even though I was a, a student worker. What about? The way Conway's grown, I know people that have moved in here, and it seems like there's countless individuals that, uh, you know, came to school here, typically fell in love with the place and elected to raise their family here, and rightfully so. I used to say, at least when I was young, people say being a, being a you know, lifelong resident, what was Conway like then? And I said that, you know, you would be challenged to go into a restaurant and find someone that you didn't know. Now, I would say it's the opposite of that, yeah. and it's really a challenge to see people that you do know. From a population standpoint, Alan, how many people were around when you were coming up? Well, and and I, I did a little research on that. I was born in 1950 and Conway had a population of about 8,600. Uh, in the 60s, in 1960, it was 9,800. And by 1970, it was 15,500. So it had about doubled in 20 years, but we know what's happened since then. Yes. And uh, 
Everybody just, figured out our secret. That, uh, some of that is, I think, absolutely the truth. And I got to, with your lead in, I, I, I hope you have him in here, but I'm going to steal his line. But uh, what do you think of, of 9,700 people? You knew everybody. And my friend Ricky Wilbanks, who graduated from high school with me, uh, he, he said one evening after a few cocktails, said, you know, Alan, he said, he said we went from about nine or 10,000 friends and neighbors to 10,000, I mean, to, to 65,000 strangers. And there's some, there's some real truth to that. If you messed up, some parent was going to see you messing up in a town of 10,000, and your folks were going to know about it. They'd know, and but to the time you got home. By the time you got home, and it, trust me, I, I had it happen so many times. <laughs> and It was a bunch of spies out there, yeah. the parents you were. Ask, right? <laughs> yeah. I was cutting hookers in Mount Vernon Town Square one night, and yes, I found, yeah, I was in my little Mustang, and... Um, my parents knew before I got home, right. so right. was it wasn't a very pleasant evening. Any other local haunts you can think about that we haven't mentioned that y'all like to frequent? <sighs> Where'd you well, go we to listen had, to music? Well, yeah, let's talk about for one place we'd go with to Kirkendall's swimming pool. If you weren't in the country sure. club. You'd go to the to I the swimming they pool. They changed the water every yeah. Saturday or something. Yeah. Wasn't there a, a slogan they or something had, like they, that? They, they, they claim and and so in in the summers I would be there uh, five six days a week and days I want there I'd Which probably is go the to Briarwood the Briarwood swimming pool. Briar, Looking Briar across Briar. the right. Tyler Street. And they would have dances there on Friday and Saturday nights, and there was times they would drain the pool, and people would dan dance in the pool. Fine. They had a they had a parrot there that would cuss a little bit, and <laughs> and he he'd squawk. And, was it uh, Fletcher Smith's parrot? It might have been Fletcher's parrot. He, Fletcher may have taught it how to some of those words, but and then there was the music through the years. We were kind of blessed with UCA, but uh, let me start local. Uh, we had a group called the Teen Beats, was the first local band that I knew, and they were all classmates, graduated with me. Uh, and the Teen Beats had Blakey Browning in it. He was their drummer. Johnny Ray, and if you've lived in Conway, he was an all-state football player for us, who was their bass player. And married to Mount That's right. Right. And Everything goes back. There you go. <laughs> Terry Bishop, uh, who, who was also a Conway boy, his mother had Audrey's beauty shop uh and he played played the guitar and then larry nichols and of, of conway nichols. fame larry nichols who was one of the best guitar players around so that was our little local band and and they played together several of them played together for many years after that especially larry and blakey were into bands the chancellors then the loose ends and then uh, they're still playing to this day from time love, to time. Love going to hear them. Love going to hear them. So, um, Tara, what, what about music for you? I Did guess you? our car stereos. I'm kind of jealous. There wasn't really anywhere to go for live, have live music. music. No, we would just play it in our cars. Did you at have the school dances? We did have school dances. 
but it wasn't really cool to go to the school dances. So mm-hmm. I didn't, we, you know, we would get with our friends and go hang out at Fred's parking lot or something or go to a bonfire or something. So, Well, we didn't, we had a few school dances, maybe one a year, um, and then prom. Uh, but that's that's about it. But my brother is your age, Alan. I have an older brother, and he played in a group called the Moon Dogs. Yeah, so yeah. They were. Uh, I loved as a little girl dancing to them, practicing in my parents' living room. Mm-hmm. And we would occasionally go listen to them. But that was a, a blessed time to be a teenager, oh, and there was just a lot of stuff. Uh, Grant, what about? Did you have any live music going around? in your time not so much we were into i mean that's when uh we sort of a, there was a bridge there and crossover and urban rapid r&b the, uh, the urban scene kind of entered the mm-hmm. rural rural america so it we, th- we heard Grant. we heard y'all call that music we weren't really sure <laughs> right. could i could i add something that sure. i had failed to mention and you you can't not mention this and talk about music in conway without thinking about conway twitty and uh, so, first of all, I saw Conway and his band play in what we used to call the old National Guard Armory, yeah. uh, which is right down by the downtown, across the street from the downtown fire station. And it's an out apartment uh, complex. The things, maybe folks that, especially people who have just moved to Conway, they've certainly heard of Conway Twitty, but. The name Conway Twitty came from the town of Conway, and his drummer name was Tommy Markham. And Tommy is buried in the Oak Street Cemetery over by the airport. Airport, old airport. And uh, and that's where he got the Conway. The Twitty came from Twitty, Texas. That's and what I so heard. and and uh, to this day, Blakey Browning, who you know so well, tends to Tommy Markham's grave out there, uh, and he's got a. His, his gravestone, you can go out and find it easily. It says, it was Conway Twitty bought it for him. Conway out, outlived him. And it said, playing with the big band, Tommy, wow. Tommy Mark. Well, this is That's news awesome. to me because yeah. I thought Conway Twitty's name was Conway Twitty. It is. But it, oh. no, no. Melvin something. Uh, yeah. I, I, Who knew? Yeah. Learn yeah. something yeah. new every no, day. It's, a, it's, it's a, a complete name. made up name. And yeah. Yeah. There right. you have it. I had no idea. So, Tara, I know you did some singing at church, right? Oh, yeah. As did I. I grew up with the, with the gospel singing mother uh, that insisted uh, all the good music was gospel music. Mm-hmm. So, I know you did a little bit of that. Yeah, we traveled around to some churches, did a couple competitions. The, I can't name? remember. So, mine was the Believers. We were called the Believers, and we did a little traveling around. See, I should know this. Maybe we just weren't together long enough, but well, we it was still fun. Uh, so, Grant, tell us about, I know you were a big basketball player. So, other than sports, you had to do something. Now, surely y'all gathered somewhere. I was big into astrology. That you were, you were <laughs> astronomy, right. Yeah. You, were, you can't even say it right. Whatever. We know that it's not happen. very well known, but the further you get out of town, there's less ambient lighting, and, and it's conducive to <laughs> okay. more than cruising. You they, just don't want to tell. They tell me that's why Grant would take the ladies out to Beaverport. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> study the, the astrology. Right. Yes. Right. Right. And get Look away for from the big the dipper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Y'all are bad. Y'all well, are bad. and if I recall, you were quite a ladies' man um, from Easy. stories. Getting, a bit, stories getting deep heard. in here. So I guess he's my boss. I might ought to, I might ought to yeah, be back, quiet. Where did you back, eat? Back to music. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, let's I, talk uh, restaurant. I, I had the distinct uh, pleasure of hearing Jerry Reed as my first uh, concert uh, in the Ferris Center. And suffice it to say, the acoustics in there were less than conducive to, uh, I well, think I heard, hello, hello, hello. But, well, uh, I heard my first concert was at the Fair Center as well, and it was Air Supply. Google it, folks, if you don't know. Did you know Simon and Garfunkel played in Ida Waldron? Oh, my gosh. Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, uh, who played over at the UCA Student Center. Uh, there's been some big acts that that played out there through the years. I, I'm proud to announce, or I guess I am, I took my daughters a few years ago to see uh, young Nick Jonas back at the Ferris Center to a packed house, and the acoustics had improved significantly. <laughs> well, I took my son to see the Goo Goo Dolls, and, and had, there you, you know, go. it's all relative to your age. But now, something we didn't talk about, Grant, with you, uh, that you can tell, this is something you can tell, is y'all cruised, basically right out here in front of our office we did we uh we kind of had a little circuit not unlike uh you know each of you had mentioned ours was effectively on front street and there was a location called r and r station that was essentially a pool hall and i still don't know this gentleman's name i, I saw him a handful of years ago but his ape name, norris ape norris thank you uh ape and i'm the, not sure what ape I mean, it was a nickname, so. Yeah. Ape was the proprietor of R&R, and we would uh, basically cruise Front Street, turn around across our location here at 1089 Front in what was then the parking lot of the log cabin. and Which uh, had been Kroger prior to that. You may not have realized that. I did not that. know that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a county hangout. And I mean that, you know, uh, respectfully. Everybody in the county would kind of gather at R&R station and, and then either make plans didn't have cell phones, certainly. And it was amazing how you still could find people and track them down mm -hmm. and things of that nature uh, in spite of having what I call, you know, the electronic leash. We, we made it just fine. Our parents knew where Absolutely. we were. They knew we were safe. Uh, they call it progress. Sometimes I wonder. Um, but uh, good times when I think back on, you know, the, my formative years, for lack of a better term. So our pool hall was called Electric Cowboy, and so it was east of town. So if you would go past what is now Conway Commons was Elsinger's Dairy at the time, and you turn to your left, uh, Pat's Lane or one or Jim's Lane, one of those, and it was the Electric Cowboy, not the one in Little Rock where everybody dances and all that. It was just a, it was a pool playing. If you're looking for a true community bank, come see us at 1089 Front Street and be looking for an announcement of a larger permanent facility coming soon. Little Rock where everybody dances and all that. It was just a, it was a pool playing uh, and some foosball and some things like that. Tara, was there any? Nothing. Well, Nada. We had it bad, I guess. <laughs> That's because you can chat. all talk on your cell phone. That's you don't true. need any of that stuff. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where, where was a good restaurant you like to eat as a teen? I remember, uh, st you know, st good is relative. I mean, yes. as far as it wasn't necessarily nice, but still a staple in Conway, which is Stobie's. 
I remember when Stobies came into, you know, its existence. Can you um, remember when it was Coy's? I do. And yep. uh, my granddad actually owned the building. And I remember as a little guy, I loved pickles. Don't know why. Still like them. Don't like cucumbers. Love you pickles. You ate a bunch of pickles for lunch Glover, today. I saw that. Glover would take me on a Saturday run. We'd go into Coy's and just smoke-filled <laughs> diner. And he'd always take me in the back and let me rifle around in one of those... Uh, Pickle jar and pull out a big pick. Oh, Glover, but he was a work of art, wasn't he? <laughs> For sure. Loved him. Well, when so when we, I was a basketballer, and so we would travel by bus to wherever we were playing, uh, say you know Moralton or Bigelow or Guy. We typically would come back through Conway, um, and we would stop. So they would park in the parking lot behind the current McDonald's on Oak and let us out and we would go wild. And so we had a choice. We could go to McDonald's or we could go to Danvers that was across the street was my always my choice. It had a better burger. You could get a little salad. And let's see if you and actually Taco had Bell. A, actually had a salad bar. First yes. salad bar. First salad bar you, I, you I had. You brought up ever. Danvers and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna come full circle. You brought up the Ambers, but every Friday night, there weren't many options, as Lori alluded to, and it was a treat to go out and eat, but on Fridays, we would go to Danvers and eat, and then hot-foot at home to watch Dukes of Hazard in Dallas. Dallas, because they Big, shot JR and all that was through and that right, period. right across the plaza, it's a little insurance company now, was 31 Flavors. Baskin Robbins was there. Yeah. But here's where I'm coming full circle. Do you know the, the, where the booths of Danvers ended up? I believe they're at Stobie's. Stobie's. Huh. Same booths. So, yeah. but a small world. So everything has has its history here in Conway. You see this scar right here? Where's that? Why'd you, how'd you get that? The telephone post that's right on the street across from Stobie's on Donaghy. We took that down one night. In my, <laughs> my head. Were you doing 96? We weren't, that wasn't the 96, we were, I'm not sure how fast, we were going too fast, but my head went on through the windshield, and I took off walking to the hospital. It's <laughs> a wonder you're alive. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the corner. know the corner. Good times. Conway, definitely a great place to grow up. Uh, the walk down memory lane's been a whole lot of fun. I know we can uh, carry on. And have any you know stories galore anything else y'all like to add before we wrap it up let me mention one other restaurant Please. if I could because when you started talking about how good things were Stormy's were burgers and such Tommy's was the creme de la creme but late night Conway it was Clausen's and you'd see everybody you knew in Clausen's. Because it was 24 hours, it's probably 24, the only 24 hours. That's right, and there'd be truck drivers would be coming stop. in, and uh, in various they had conditions too, right? all kind of conditions, mm. and uh, they had meals from local people, uh, and uh, there was a Pendergraph special, mm -hmm. which was not J.B. Pendergraph, but his Eddie. brother Eddie's. And and it was it's the a, first time I, I went there. That's what I had. And that's do you what remember what it was? I believe there was brown gravy on French fries. French fries. There was white gravy on biscuits. There was a ham and cheese omelet. And I may seemed like there was something else, but 
I don't know how many of them I had through the years. And health food. Uh, health food, that's right. That's how you get to be this big. So. That's well, pros- I, I call that prosperity. I think Clausen's could be its own podcast. It could be, absolutely um, could uh, be. So. And I'm uh, friends with Kay, whose parents had that. Sure. And then, of course, Judge Clausen, that yeah. was his family's business. Right. Uh, Kay used to, I used to work with her, and she said, uh, that her mother, you know, their house was right across the street, so or right there close, and her mother would come yell at her out in her robe with hair curlers for her. She'd be at Stormy's and, you know, yell, Deborah Kay, come home, and embarrass her to death. So that's when Conway was, was much smaller, and it was a different time. Good times. We appreciate the walk down memory lane. Appreciate your time, Alan. Appreciate your time, Tara, as well. Lori, uh, loved hearing about uh, from a North, northern Faulkner County girl's perspective. Uh, we want to thank the listeners for listening to Conway TNT. If you have any good ideas for future podcasts, send us an email to ConwayTNTPodcast at gmail.com or drop by to see us at First Community Bank. I'm Grant Gordy. And I'm Lori Case Melton. We cared about Conway then. We care about Conway now. And we will certainly care about Conway tomorrow. Talk to you soon. First Community Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hey, hey, hey.